Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fans Podcast. I'm your host Peter and joined this week as always by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing Tom? I'm good Peter, how are you? Not too bad, how are you Donnie? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. So we're back after this international break. Back discussing the best fantasy game in the land, Scottish fantasy football. So we'll stick with all stuff we'll do. First, we'll go to our league top three. No change at the top. The FPL General is number one with a total score of 254. Number two is the Backstreet Boys, Goose Gordon, 249. And third is Atletico Maeda FC, Roy McCain, 245. So change at the top, but still change at the top three, but still general at the top. Also, the Kevin Van Dien Cup is in full swing. Another podcast host is down. I am out as well. Only Tom remains. The draw is online. Of course, I will retweet the draw before the next round of game week. So everybody knows who they've got. We're now in the last... Is that the last 16? I think it is the last yeah. 16. Is that right? So last 16. So let's get to the next time. So let's go back and discuss the last game week points and score. I'll come to you first, Tom. What was your overall game week score and current rank? Um, my overall score was 62 points. I had Clark in goals for three. Uh, Defence was Brown for six. Captain Tav for Stevenson, six. Midfield was Spittle for eight. O'Reilly, ten. Abada, three. McCowan, two. And up front, I had vice-captain Kyogo for 13. Lammers, one. And Simon Murray, six. This gives me an overall rank of 443rd. Not too bad. Over you, Donnie. Scoring rank? Well, I'm a bit further back than that. Um, I played my wild cards, um, as we discussed on the last record. So, although my points total wasn't superb, I'm happy with the setup on my team. So, fingers crossed I can move on from there. So, I had Hemingway goals for two, Penrice for two, Captain Taff for four, Cochrane two, Martin Boyle, 5, Lennon Miller, 8, Armstrong, 0, Campbell, 1, O'Reilly, 10, Watkins, 2, Vice-Captain Kyogo, 13. So I had 49 for the game week. I was 1-5-2-4. I moved up 3 at 3 places. I'm 1-1-4-1. One, one, one. So still a bit of work to do, but in a much better place, thanks to the wild card. Just on that, did you check your Will Casco versus a previous team score? Or did you not? Oh, I'd have been absolutely hopeless with the previous team. Right, okay. An absolute nightmare. Uh, right, so myself, I had 52 points this week. That was Clark and goals for free. Penrice 2, which is annoying because I had the Lucas and Penrice as a 2 I'd penciled in. And obviously you go for the all-win this game. Brown for 6, Captain Tavernier 4, Devlin 1, Miller for 8, Turnbull 3, Cantwell 1, O'Reilly 10, Budahashi 13, Lammers 1, Nothing on the bench. So that's 52 points. It takes up to 130th overall. So green arrow after green arrow, so can't complain. So we go to the results, Tom, over to you. Yep, uh, first game then, we've got Kilmarnock nil, Ross County 1. Simon Murray scored the goal with an assist from Danda. Um, there was a penalty, Danny Armstrong had his penalty saved by uh, Laidlaw, um, and the penalty was won by Brad Lyons, so unfortunately there for Armstrong owners. Uh, Simon Murray, um, he scored the goal with his only shot on target, so... It's not like he's getting lots of chances, but he's finally repaid me. So I'll take that. Uh, he did have a good pre-season. He did look good against Selic. Um, 
but I think there's perhaps um, others at that price point that could perhaps do a bit better. Um, it was another clean sheet for Ross County as well. Uh, James Brown, uh, who was just a cheap enabler for myself, he's now the fifth highest scoring defender, so I'll keep taking that. And uh, Laidlaw is the highest scoring goalkeeper in the game with 25. Um, they don't play Celtic or Rangers until game week 12 when they have Celtic at home. So Ross County defence might be a decent option, uh, even if it is just for cheap enablers. Um, for Kilmarnock, um, could have been a good game for the usual suspects. Uh, Danny Armstrong and Brad Lyons, um, I still think they're decent options going forward. And... Uh, Kilmanic also have a good fixture run as well, excluding Celtic away in game week eight. Even then, they've they've got one over Celtic in the past, so it might not be too bad for them. Um, obviously, Ndab is out injured, so uh, their defence still looks decent despite conceding in this game. I'll come to you first, Pierre. What do you reckon? Kilmanic uh, were all kind of full of praise for last week, but. I think that's maybe the cup game involved. Two losses in the trot. I think we might be obviously more Ross County. And like yourself, Tom, I had James Brown in from the start. Does not make me feel good because he has scored quite a lot of points for a really cheap defender. Again, I'm not... They're cheap enablers. They're just there for cheap tricks off the bench until they're through form. But upon watching Ross County, they do look a better organised side than last year. So again, it's still a very small sample size, four game weeks. But if they continue to play like this anyway, maybe not always get the results, I think they could be some right good players getting your team and they probably will avoid relegation. But again, it's very early this season. Come on, like I don't really take too much from it. They did start well. Good cup results. We've seen both our teams play them and how they set up. I think they'll be rough about them. I just don't know if they'll be maybe as good as we maybe thought. They might still drop points and lost games here and there. Again, we've got a question later about the come on midfielder. We'll talk about that. But... Rasai and Murray, you kept him for the start, Tommy. He was your cheap striker for Dave game one. Yeah. So obviously, your patience was rewarded there. But like you say, I think the problem is alternative strikers who are probably more chance of scoring. I think Donny's got one himself up front. But apart from that, I wouldn't be rushing to sell players, I wouldn't rush to sell them in. I'm just kind of still, I'm saying, small sample size in these players. I want to see more game weeks, more consistency for maybe a goal on with certain players. Donny, anything to add to that? Yeah, so I'm an Armstrong owner. I took him in on the wild card. It's obviously a, a sensible choice if you span it over the course of a season. Just got unlucky. Hopefully he stays on penalties because that's really where his value lies uh, on top of everything else that he does. I guess, as, as Peter said, don't get too caught up with Kilmarnock. We've given them a lot of love uh, at the start of this season, but they have lost two in a row. I still think there is value at the back. Um, as much as we talk about Ross County, there's value there. So um, probably stick with that. Um, up front, you know, I've got Watkins. That was a bit of a punt, and uh, didn't pay off this game week. Might might pay off on others, so we'll just have to hold that one out. But Ross County probably another surprise outfit. Um, talk about Brown at the back. You know, it reminds me of the the season when Yakaviti um kept popping up with goals and, and clean sheets. So we've got somebody like that uh, in fantasy football. It always does well. Um, so yeah, two teams that you might not expect a lot from over the course of a season, but from a fantasy point of view, and defensively, you, you can always do pretty well there. Yep, agree with that. Just on Brown, um, if we move on, Tom, it's just he's play attacking fullback, and I've noticed as Fuse has dropped, he's getting a lot of extra points for the tackles and interceptions. So he's kind of he has a kind of point magnet. He's all action. So I find he probably he's only four point two percent owned as well. So. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Good to be enabler, cheap enabler at the back, having your team coming in and out. Sorry, on you go. That's, uh, but Livingston uh, won, St Mirren won. Um, De Lucas scored for Livingston with an assist from Sinagri. For St Mirren, it was Nak Mani that scored with an assist from Gogic. Um, in, terms of the, in terms of the fixture itself, there's no big sort of standout stats wise. Um, it seems to be different names for Livingston. Um, again, there isn't a talisman. Um, and a last-minute goal did deny their clean sheet. However, De Lucas does look like a decent option. He is the top-scoring defender in the game. He's only 2.5 million, and he's on 27 points. Um, I'm not too sure if it's just a purple patch or if he is a decent long-term option. Uh, time will tell, and I'll be interested to hear what what your feedback is. But at that price, he could be worth a gamble. In terms of Saint Mirren, 
no clean sheets for St Mirren so far this season. Strain, I feel, is a much less attractive option than he was last season. Uh, he's not returning like he was, and obviously his price is uh, a lot higher than it was last season, so he's in a void for me. Um, Kilty missed a big chance. He is the fifth highest scoring midfielder in the game, and had he scored that goal, um, he possibly could be up to, to second. And with O'Hara out, um, he's probably the only St. Mirren player I'd consider at this stage. Um, the fixtures are a little bit mixed. They've got Motherwell away, Hearts at home, Kilmanic away, Rangers at home, and Ross County away, but perhaps he could be used as part of a bench trick. Um, or maybe just hold off and see how things develop with, with St. Mirren. Uh, what would you, would you reckon, Donny? Yeah, it was a bit annoying that uh, they did concede at the end there. I was looking at some nice clean sheet points, but uh, I think me and Peter have both got Penrice at the back from Livingston, and that you know the game I watched a week before, he he was playing in quite an attacking role. So <clears throat> I think as always with Livingston, you do get value at the back. Um, so it's just whether you go with the right one in the right week, uh, whether that works out. Uh, I think you're right about Samirin. They're just not clicking the same at the moment. I don't know if that's just with O'Hara being out um, or not. But Kilty is a good substitute um, if you're looking for that O'Hara replacement because he took the penalty in the last game. Um, so certainly one if you're, you know, whether in between Armstrong, Boyle, you know, he he's one to think about there. But I guess neither team will be happy with the the results. Um, but I think Livingston, defence is your best place to go. St Mirren, maybe that midfield spot, whether it's Kilty or O'Hara. He must be back quite soon. I think he was only going to be out for a few weeks, so I would keep an eye out for that one. But um, they're still riding high, um, St Mirren, so there's still value to be had. Pierre, anything to add there? Yeah, St Mirren, I'm not really interested in them there apart from O'Hara right now. Their defence is very leaky, so I don't want to go there. I think they're quite expensive defence because their season was so good last year so you can get cheaper yeah. probably elsewhere O'Hara if he comes back he has got that talismanic figure about him and penalties free kicks a lot so once he's back and if he's back I think that's one I've kind of waiting space to get in Livingston like I said and same yourself Donnie I went for the wrong defender but I think same as yourself it was eye test with Penrice it looked really attacking I think over the space of the season I would like to hope that we're proved right that he will be probably return more points than your man the Lucas but well, we'll remain seen. I don't want to double up <coughs> defence, so I'm not bringing one in to change him again, so I'll just to yeah. settle what I've got. He'll be sitting in the bench, a bench trick player for the time being. Apart from that, they've not both set the season on fire so far, so again, it's just playing the long game with these cheap players. If you want to play them in, if so, oh. if not, I'd use the bench trick for both of them. But apart from that, I'm not particularly interested in any of the players. Points are spread out. Yeah, Definitely. Um, our next fixture then, we've got St. Johnston 2, Dundee 2. Uh, for St. Johnston, Kukarevi, uh, probably butchered that one, scored a brace with an assist from Carey and another assist from Luke Robinson. For Dundee, Scott Tiffany scored with an assist from Bakayoko and the second goal was scored by Ricky Lamy with an assist from Owen Beck. Uh, Kukarevi, the St. Johnston player, uh, changed the game for them when he came on at 54 minutes. Uh, game week one and two, he only got one point per game week. So it could he could just be a one-week wonder, so don't get too excited about that. Something to keep an eye on there. Uh, for Dundee, Scott Tiffany um, had the most shots on target with three. Uh, he scored the opener. Him and Bakayoko are both on 15 points. Tiffany is more expensive at 4.3 million compared to Bakayoko, who's only 3.5. I think both would be decent third striker options. Um, you may as well go cheap um, as, the, as the low budget options seem to be keeping pace or even exceeding the expectations of the expensive strikers, obviously excluding Kyogo. Um, like some Maeda and Duke that just aren't, aren't really doing it just now. Um, the only risk is one of the expensive guys may start to find form. Uh, Shanklin's another one to to add to that, but the form just isn't there just now. Um, for St. Johnston, uh, it's probably still in a void for me. Uh, there's no clear talisman, uh, but Dundee does offer some cheap enablers. <coughs> Owen Beck, uh, he's only 2.5 million. Um, he's got 15 points so far. I think he's a good option to have in terms of the bench trick, because uh, he is one of these attacking fullbacks as well. Um, 
short short term fixture run isn't great. They've got Celtic, St Johnston, and Rangers next. So perhaps uh, either use them as part of a bench sticker or hold off until um, after the Rangers game. Would you reckon, Donny? Anything to add to that one? Yeah, Dundee will be disappointed to have let that one slip. That's the kind of games that if they're going to stay up, they need to get all three points. Uh, St Johnston is still a total leave. For, there's nothing in that team um, that I'd be looking at. And as you say, the play Rangers next. Dundee, I've got the guy Bakayoko in my team. He was $3.3 million originally and he's played every game. Um, he's now $3.5 million. Uh, so a lot of people are jumping on him. The only reason he didn't come on for me was because Lennon Miller uh, managed to get eight points this game week. So I had six left on the bench. But he is an attractive player. He's getting the game time and his price point is is there in terms of the third striker. It's a shame that Scott Tiffany's class is a striker in the game. I think they've missed a trick there. I think he's more of a midfielder. And had that been the case, he, he would have uh, probably found his way into my team at the start of the season. But... Um, there's not much from either team. You know, I think there's better assets, you know, looking at the rest of the league, but there is gems in that Dundee team. You're just going to have to go with some game weeks. They don't do anything and well, you're just going to have to ride that out. But St. Johnston leave um, in my eyes. Yep. Peter, you got any Dundee ass- assets? <laughs> Dundee ass? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree with Dory. There's not much for these two teams I'd like to have in right now. There's full of teeth cheap players who are playing when I looked through the team like you've got Ballantyne that's 2.2 midfield they've got a lot of cheap defenders in Johnson but there's probably value elsewhere if these teams do hit or a wee bit of form and maybe you can go there I like Baka Yarrow I think it's cheap enabler for a striker I've got Tawaga from Hearts who's really not getting the game time right now I thought he would be eventually become the first choice striker so maybe an easy sidestep move for me one week when I've got nothing no transfers taking a plan get him in because he's pretty much starting and obviously you sit mentioned yourself eh, Tom Beck Another attacking fullback at that price just takes away, leave him on the bench. You make get every soft, you make get a return from. So, apart from the names you mentioned, I would probably avoid in both these teams. There's cheaper assets elsewhere. Players who are playing better teams with better form. Yep. Next up, then we have Rangers nil, Celtic one. Uh, goal came from Kyogo with an assist from O'Reilly. Um, Kyogo and Danilo were the only players on the pitch to get more than a single shot on target. Um, both had two. Uh, Danilo and Maeda both missed big chances and Kyogo missed two big chances. So um, could have been some more goals there. Um, amazingly, Selig didn't concede despite having a, a centre-back pairing of new boy Lager Bielka and Liam Scales. And this is the, the second clean sheet of the season. Uh, Johnson's back at um, left-back, so uh, he, he's looking good. So perhaps that can strengthen the, the defence. Um, for Rangers, there was no Barisic, um, but he did play for Croatia against, um, I think it was Latvia, um, in the international break. So it looks like he should be fit to come back. Um, however, there, there has been more injuries. Abada um, was injured with Israel and has returned back to, to Glasgow for, for treatment. So keep an eye on the, the presser uh, this week to see what the, the status is there. Um, Kyogo and O'Reilly, the Probably the two Selic players to have just now. Um, perhaps you could punt on a defender. Um, I think probably the worst case scenario is they'll keep pace with the, the cheap ones and skills. Probably I don't know. I don't know his price, but skills is probably pretty cheap. But he will be uh, out of the starting eleven pretty quickly as soon as anyone comes back from injury. Um, for Rangers, they just I just feel like they have too many attackers. None of them are, are really doing a lot. I think probably. Tav and Barisic are still remain the, the kind of go-to players. Um, that's about it for me. Peter, you got some gloating to do? No, no. The last week is all right. It's a week's past. It's now in the past. We'll talk fantasy here. Uh, Rangers first. Uh, I don't know you can bring more of me. I, I, I'm, kinda, I'm looking for the identity of the team and I'm kind of worried that the players have got my team. I'm looking at Cantwell, I'm looking at Lammers and I'm going... Both do these players going to play week in, week out? Are they going to, is Campbell going to play a deep role when he's not playing Celtic in Europe? I don't know what's going to happen. Tavernier, this looks slightly as if he's catching up with him in this position, especially in this, this formation that Bill insists on attacking fullbacks at his edge. So it's one to watch. Luckily, we do have early team news this week, so I think that's where my transfer will be. Celtic, 
Paul Thomas probably you I did not expect the result. I was probably I'm more delighted than just the fact that it wasn't a, a pacing. I think I expected to get beat quite handily, but that's all I suppose. Kyogo's probably untouchable. O'Reilly's the set the best midfielder option. I still wouldn't touch Celtic's defence. As you said, the, the cheaper cheaper players will probably keep pace for him throughout the season. Johnson does look good if he's fit. He's just back to injury, mind you. And I wouldn't be all in on scales or lagger bite because you could somebody could come back fit like Carter Vickers or Nuroski shortly and they would lose a place. It is still the Celtic third uh, position for me. If a bad is out, I'd, like you said, I'd be listening for the pressers because that would probably give opportunity for Yang or Palmer to come in as a wing role, I think. So Abad hasn't exactly started the season on fire or claimed to shut his zone. So Dundee's next game at home. If one of these wingers can come in and can I maybe hit the ground running, it could be a position up for grabs. I think the price isn't on top, maybe there is no Palmer or Wang's price, Tom. Only enough now. No, no, no. I'm assuming that I'm assuming they'll be cheaper than Abada because Abada's kind of yeah. in this game for a couple of years. So it's one to watch. If Abada's get an injury, it's longer a couple of weeks and one of these guys come in and do well then that could be your go-to third option. Defender, yeah, fair enough, go for a defender, but I think, as Donny mentioned before, they're not getting as clean sheets as you expect from Celtic Rangers, so I, I think you can go elsewhere and risk it, unless the defender, per se, is on penalties, a few kicks like Tavernier is, that's when you've got to dip in your pick. No, no gluten, there we go. Okay, Donny, on to you. Okay, well, I'll talk about the game for a little bit. To, you know, Celtic, fair enough, they did keep a clean sheet, albeit Rangers scored twice. Um, I'll give you one of the one of the goals being disallowed, but another one I'll, we'll leave it. Two weeks has passed. So, um, I was just listening to the, the previous podcast, and I was so buoyant and excited about the game, and it's amazing how quickly that can change. But I think Rangers are in a dilemma at the moment. They are in a slump, um, and I think anyone can see that. I think the PSV um, sucked the life out of that team. I mean, okay, it was always an uphill task. Um, to go over there and try and get something. But the manner in which they got beat um, was pretty much embarrassing. And going into that settled game, um, they just reverted to old and just so disappointing them. And they had their chances. I mean, it was the probably the worst settled back four you're going to see in a long time. And, you know, didn't make anything of it. Celtic, you knew what they were going to do, put long balls down the channels and cross it in and, you know, before they did score, they had a couple of chances. So the writing's on the wall, um, and it was just disappointing. From a fantasy point of view, I mean, yeah, Kyogo is, is untouchable. He's the only guy that's really reliable at the moment. Um, I did actually toy um, making changes and see if it was worth putting Mieda as the second striker. I think with that Dundee, Dundee lives in Motherwell, you know, I don't see any troubles in those games. I wondered if that was any worthwhile, but... I think with making a wild card, I don't really need to make that many wholesale changes. But I said the week before that, you know, there's certain players not playing well and to get to where I wanted to get to, it would have taken weeks. So taking out Lammers, taking out Turnbull, taking out Abada, you know, I had to do that in one fell swoop. So that's what I did. I stuck with Cantwell, you know, that's, uh, I'll, you know, give him this week and uh, see how that pans out. But O'Reilly was the one that I really wanted to get in my team. Um, he was top, assist last season if I remember rightly mm-hmm. yep. minutes are good um, he'll score now and again and get the bonus points I think he's probably the, the one that you want in there um, Peter I know you just touched on that defensively Tav I mean okay he's had two bad games but he's also had a 30 pointer um, in there as well so just be careful with that one I certainly wouldn't ship him out um, just yet on the other side, Barisic, I expect him to come back. Um, and something that is worth noting is that for the European team, Yilmaz wasn't in the European squad. Well, I noticed that. That's crazy. So he obviously just doesn't fancy him. Um, and you know when he's injured or not injured, he doesn't seem to get uh, anywhere near that position. And Sterling uh, got the game um, against Celtic. So I think Barisic is probably going to get nailed. Whether the European games take their toll and there will be a rotation there, um, you're just going to have to watch out. But you certainly get the team news this game week and then I believe in a couple of weeks there's early team news there as well. So you can play about with it. But yeah, I was just got it. It's just I've seen that game before. And you know, for me the writing's on the wall. I think 
the next bad result we get, and, and that'll be it. It's almost inevitable, but we'll see. Stranger things have happened, but as I say, I've, I've seen this book uh, too many times. Just, just on that first, for Tom comes in and see the rotation, Donnie, I don't think he can afford to rotate. I think he'll play his strongest team for now. <coughs> I think he's got to, because as you said, one bad result, and he's probably gone. There's too many strikers, um, and that is the problem. Well, from a fantasy point of view, you can't pin on any single one. Roof's probably your best bet at the moment. Um, but yeah, he needs to. He, I don't think he's picked the same 11 yet. No, he's not. Um, a thing online talk about. We can, so he needs to just go with it. Uh, he spent a lot of money up front, and that's one of the areas we are lacking. Um, there's just no identity to the team, no sort of um, style of play. Uh, which he had under Van Brockhorst, although it was rotten, he at least had a style <laughs> of play there. Um, and that's not been the case. So to to get off to this sluggish start um, and having, you know, knocked out the cup final last season and letting Celtic win a treble, you know, these things are, are unforgivable to the fans and, you know, you don't last long um, if you can't produce the goods. And that's where he's sitting at the moment. But plenty of time to turn it around. It's only four points, you know, Celtic could draw, lose and, you're back in the race, but you know to to have this start to the season, not so sure. But fantasy wise, you know we'll talk a lot about Rangers and Celtic over the course of a season. It's just one of those games where you know we probably all got Kyogo, maybe a set of clean sheet, and you move on. Yep. Um, so, just you were asking earlier, Peter Yang is four point nine million. Um, Palma is 4.7. There's also Bernardo at 4.7. And um, there's also James Forrest at 4.8. What's got home there as well? Home? Home is um, he's a lot cheaper because he's defensive mid, 4.3. All of them are less than 1% owned. Yeah, so. But, so they're all not... It's not hard to get to them if any steals a march and gets that. Wing, back, wing position themselves that are easy to get to so it's not too unachievable like, okay want to watch for the listeners <laughs> uh, next fixture then we have Aberdeen nil Hibs 2 uh, for Hibs it was Lafondra that scored with an assist from Newell and Deutsch scored with an assist from Hanlon um, Aberdeen for me seem to be an avoid just now um, if they're playing like this at the minute then surely it's probably going to get worse when the, the European football kicks off, which is uh, only next week. Um, so an avoid for me. Might be controversial, that. Um, Hibs uh, seem to have turned it around. Um, perhaps a new manager bounce. Um, it was a nice clean sheet for Stevenson for me. Nice surprise. Uh, I was considering getting rid of him. I didn't end up getting rid of Josh Campbell, um, but I see he's back in the starting 11, so I, I, may, I may regret that as... Uh, as the season continues. Uh, Deutsch also hit the woodwork in this fixture. Uh, him and Lafondra are the second and third highest scoring strikers in the game. Uh, just to be break down, Deutsch is only 4.8 million. He's had two goals, two assists and three bonus and is on a total of 24 points. Lafondra, a bit cheaper at 4 million. He's got three goals, but no assists and no bonus and he's on 19 points. Um, he seems to be more of an impact sub. He's not really starting games, so Dodge might be the, the the better option, particularly if Hibs then kick on. Um, as I mentioned, the other striker options, excluding Kyogo, don't seem to be doing it. So if you're getting Dodge, at least you're getting someone that's got a bit of form. Um, and he was doing well in a poor-performing Hibs team. So perhaps as uh, if things can continue, so then uh, he might start to score a few more points as well. Um, Fixtures are not bad in the short term. They've got Kilmarnock away, St. Johnston at home and Dundee at home. Um, but then they do face Hearts, Rangers and Celtic all in a row. So um, if you're going to get him, I'll probably get him just just now. And then perhaps you're, you're looking at a bench trick a bit later on. Um, that's it for me. Pierre, can I interest you in Dodge? Uh, well, I'm kind of looking for a first striker kind of Alternative, so I do like, is it LaFondre? I do like him to sit on the bench and coming on and being like a fox to box type player, maybe get the odd goal. The hip situation, I'll need to wait and see a new manager coming in, so I'm sure he'll be really impressed. Now, the manager, I know everybody thinks, oh, Angie Postacoglu because he's Australian, but he does seem to have this, <laughs> the same similar like 
ethos of we want to play attack and attractive football. But I think every manager would say that regardless. They're not going to say we want to play turgid defensive football today. So we'll have to wait and see how it actually settles. Boyle, again, is always, always on the periphery of this player I want to bring in. It depends how this, he sets up tactically and where he plays in this position. Because I like to have Boyle in. I think Donny made a plan at some point to bring Boyle in in a couple of transfers time. And obviously, Wildcard done that at that point. Boyle, I, I know I think we all agree, Boyle will go nuts at one point in this season and be three or four games of trot where he's on fire. I would like to be on him when that happens. We take to be left behind. The striker situation, like you say, Tom, yep, I want probably a striker who I can rely on just getting constant points off the bench. You're not going to get a goal every week, but if he can score a goal if he sets the third week, he's a cheap striker. It's what you think about between them and back of Yarrow. Aberdeen are suffering from the same Sunday curse. It seems to happen to every Scottish football team when they play Thursday, Sunday, if they haven't got a squad to cope with. So... I've got Devlin, he's another one I could probably look to get at some at some point. He's a bit more more expensive than some other cheap defenders that I've got. Again, he's not the, the most pressing matter on my team, so maybe a couple of weeks or two and see how that happens and maybe with him out. But Hibbs is a wait and see new manager style. Aberdeen, I would probably avoid him because European football and the ones we relied on last year, Mayovsky and Duke. Haven't exactly grown young and had Clarkson last year was quite rival. And again, his form's not been the best yet either. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yep, Donnie, anything to add to that one? Yep, so Hibbs got permission from Celtic to sign an Australian manager, so that was good. Um, Boyle... I was always cautious of Boyle at the start of the season. I felt he was maybe brought in too soon because they had these European games. I think they wanted to to use him as a talisman in those games were the sort of games that were getting him up to fitness. I think he's there now. Um, and on that basis, I, I took him in on the wild card. He got five points, so he must have got bonus points or the other points um, to bring him up to that five. He also scored uh, for Australia, um, so he's definitely 
back to his best. And yeah, one, t- one team will suffer uh, over the next few weeks, I imagine, at the hands of Boyle. Um, Aberdeen is probably a bit down uh, on Aberdeen in the city at the moment. Uh, they obviously haven't won in the league um, and they got knocked out of that, the Europa League. But they haven't really strengthened, I think, is the main problem. You know, they've got a new defence. You know, Clarkson they signed on a permanent. Shinny they signed on a permanent. You know, these were players that were there last season, so they're not really any better than what they had. Shinny's a year older. I don't think he's what, you know, Aberdeen fans will remember. Clarkson, for whatever reason, hasn't really taken off. It's somebody we championed at the start of the season. And the defence just hasn't gelled together. So for me, that's a void. I, I do have um, McGarry. Um, I thought he was quite good in the European game, so I took him in because I thought everyone else was on Devlin. Yeah, so I do have him uh, as a defender, but the way that they're going to have Sunday, Thursday games, it's going to be difficult uh, to manage. They've got Rangers in a few weeks um, as well. So it's a team we had high hopes for. Uh, unfortunately, it's just not happening. Hibs, they'll be pleased with the win and with a new manager, they will expect a bounce there. Uh, and fingers crossed, Boyle is at the centre of it all. Yep. Final fixture then, we have Hearts nil, Motherwell 1. Uh, for Motherwell, it was Slattery that scored with an assist from Spittle and Paul McGinn seen a red card. Um, for Hearts, they just can't seem to score. They've only got two goals so far this season and both of them were scored in the opening league game against St. Johnston, so nothing to write home about there. Uh, the defence isn't bad. They've only conceded two goals. Um, I'm happy with Clark and goal in my own team um, just now. Um, I think if I was wildcard, I'd probably be looking at Laidlaw or, or uh, Hemming. Um, but I'll stick with Clark for now. There's, I've got um, other fires to put out. He's not really a fire. Um, from Motherwell, Slattery, um, just take it along. I don't think there's any other uh, Motherwell options I'd consider unless you don't have Spittle. Um, Spittle's doing well. Uh, regardless, he seems to be a bonus point magnet. So I think eight points this week. Um, I'll take that. Uh, this was the first clean sheet of the season, um, so not too interested in the Motherwell defence just now. Um, and they've got quite a few strikers out injured, so difficult to kind of pinpoint a, a sort of focal point in the team. What do you reckon, Donny? Yeah, so Motherwell, the joint, joint top of the league, three wins in a row, so although you're a bit down on them there, they certainly have form uh, to go on. Defensively, I don't have any Motherwell defenders. Um, whether I look to fix that with the, the Aberdeen defender that I mentioned there, that might be something I, I look at. But uh, one takeout from this game was Lennon Miller, which I've seen in a lot of teams um, prior to my wild card was just that cheap enabler. I believe he's only 16, and my worry was that he just wouldn't get the game time. I think he's played every game uh, this season, albeit he hadn't really done anything until this game week. He managed to return eight points. So as somebody put on the bench, um, you will get a return out of him. So I was pleased with that. If you can't have a Slattery or a Spittle, then he is, is one that you might want to add in there. Hearts, I just say, just, it's not the hearts of old. There's, again, another team that's not clicking. They've now got Naismith in charge because they're out of Europe. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Uh, God knows what's going on behind the scenes there. But for the players they've got, they should be doing better. And a game at home, Motherwell, you would be expecting them to, you know, at least be scoring, and they're not. They're losing goals. You know, there's nothing in the middle. They're a far cry from what they were last year, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Motherwell, as you say, it's hard to pinpoint, you know, anywhere in their team that it's all coming through. There's a question on Spittle, which we can we can talk about, but. As I say, Motherwell, one of the form teams, there is value there. It's just you're going to have to find it and just stick with it. Hearts, you know, Shanklin will come good sooner or later, but right now they're failing to, failing to show it. So I guess it's disappointing for the Jambos. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep, sorry. Well, Hearts changed their manager well this week. Is that right? They changed their manager from assistant manager to manager. So two yeah. teams better get new managers in place. Uh, I thought Donny was going to steal my joke there, so I'm glad he didn't do that. Yeah. Thanks, Donny. Uh, <clears throat> Clark, I've got Clark. I've no interest in Lundell's. I think Shanklin will come good eventually, but they don't look like a team with a proper identity. I've obviously got 
Tagawa up front as well, and he's not done much either. So again, I mentioned that a couple of times in this podcast. Need to replace the striker. Uh, Motherwell, Lenny Miller, 17. Don't think he turned 17 over the course of the start of the season. And I've been watching him more in great detail because I know I've got him, and he does look a tidy player. I thought his minutes may have been managed as well, but yeah, he hasn't looked out of place in that team. He looks like a doesn't look like a boy. He looks like a member of the rest of them. He looks quite influential. The play, he's very confident. So to me, at that price, he's playing enough every minute. He's starting to return. I think he's just going to be a centre get. He can play. Plug him in if the fixtures don't look if, look dodgy, and if not, you can put him on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Spit over a question later. I think they're looking at the back. I've still got Suari injured. I went to hear the news on that as well. He could potentially move out, but I think he was close to the turn, so I'll wait and see on that one. Motherwell, I think, just look good. He's got him playing very well. And Hearts are very pricey, so it totally hit a decent run of form. I'd be kind of avoiding Motherwell. I think he can kind of get value in most places, Motherwell. They have got an injury crisis, I think, up front, Donny mentioned. And they've got a young guy playing at left back because Suari's out, so... That's one to watch as well in case he doesn't get his position back. But apart from that, I'm happy to run over all assets and kind of avoid Hearts assets to be kind of hit a bat for. Yep. Uh, rounding off, then we have our top ten for the game week. Uh, coming at number one's Laidlaw, um, for, with fourteen points. Obviously, the Ross County goalkeeper. Uh, joint top, really. Cookeravi, uh, uh, the St Johnston player, who perhaps is a one week wonder. Uh, Lewis Miller. Uh, 11 points, O'Reilly at Selleck, 10 points, Tiffany, 10 points, De Lucas, the high-scoring defender, 10 points, Slattery, 9, um, Jack Baldwin, uh, 9 points, Spittle, 8 points, and Paul Hanlon, 8 points, which gives us uh, one goalkeeper, four defenders, three mids, and two forwards. I think given that Selleck and Rangers were playing each other, probably expecting a a few names in there that we wouldn't normally see. Um, probably nothing too surprising. Anything? Any, any, you guys got anything to add there? No, it was a strange game week because the the way the clean sheets fell and the goal scorers. You know, the template from last season hasn't really taken shape that this season, and, and most of those names we've, we've missed out on. So, if you hit it, well done. If not, you're just going to have to be patient. I think. Yep, be Donny just. The lack of striking options this year compared to last year is quite a, the turn one eight into it. Where we had like three or four players, and yeah. Van Veen sneaked in, nobody can add them to near the end. But yeah, it's different this season. Nobody's going to hit the ground running yet, so I have to just kind of wait and see how it all pans out. Right, Tom, cheers. Donny, you've got a dive welding into the next couple of fixtures. Yeah, so we've had an international break, so it's just kind of going to look at what's coming up next. So but I'm looking at my fantasy team, I only tend to look three games in advance, um, just so that you can see, you know, teams that are either playing Rangers or Celtic, or teams that avoid Rangers and Celtic, and you can sort of work it out from there. So, um, so much can change in the Scottish game that I think three weeks is is probably enough. Um, so I'm just going to run through each team, the next three fixtures, and my take uh, from there. So we'll start off, it's just alphabetical. It's Aberdeen. They have got Hearts away, Ross County at home, and Rangers away. So, you know, they're tough fixtures. The European games in between. They don't have league form at the moment. And as we touched on, there's no real stars in their team. Miovsky, but Hearts away, Rangers away. His chances are going to be limited. As we said, it's probably a team best to avoid. Uh, Celtic, they've got Dundee at home, Livingston away. Motherwell away, and I think that's perfect fixtures for them. I think they should get plenty of goals, probably some clean sheets, um, and you know I would expect a big win this weekend against Dundee. So load up as best you can with your Celtic assets. Uh, Dundee on the flip side, they obviously play Celtic away, Kamarnock at home, and Hibs away. So obviously, it's not great fixtures, but as we mentioned in the game week review, they've got Bakayoko as a, a good bench trip. Um, forward uh, certainly in my team and we expect returns maybe in those last two games also not so much against Celtic Hearts, they've got Aberdeen at home St Mirren away, Ross County away I think they're just in a bad run of form at the moment but they, you know, Europe's out the window so they should be able to focus on their league campaign now Cochrane, 
as in a lot of teams, so I took in on my wild card. Uh, whilst that didn't work out in the previous game week, he, he obviously is a, a talent and, and will get returns. And Shankland, you know, he's going to be due returns. So if you've got him, I would probably just be patient. Nothing else really in that Hearts team. Moving on to Hibs, they've got Kilmarnock away, St Johnson at home and Dundee at home. I think they're great fixtures um, with a new manager in charge. You should see a decent turnaround. It was defensive where they struggled at the start of the season. I should expect improvements there. And as I mentioned, Boyle, I think, could kick on um, after this international campaign. I think he is back to where he should be. Uh, Kilmarnock, they have got Hibs at home, Dundee away and St Mirren at home. Um, I think there's still value there. Um, as I say, they probably peaked too soon for a lot of us um, with that Rangers and Celtic results. But, you know, if you've got your Kilmarnock assets, just hang on to them. You know, Watkins might not be the next Kevin Van Veen, but you, know, you can easily move to somebody similar uh, if that doesn't work out. Livingston, they have got Ross County away, Celtic at home, St Johnston away. Again, apart from the Celtic game, it's two good fixtures and the defence always does well in, in the game. So I think that's where you would pin your hopes there. Motherwell have got St Mirren at home, Rangers away, Celtic at home. So they play both Old Firm um, in the next three games. So although we're talking about uh, their form, that you know is going to be dangerous. Uh, we talked about Miller. He's probably the only person that I would look to have. I think any defender that you've got, you know, that's maybe something to to change in the, the upcoming weeks. Rangers, well, they've got St Johnston away, Motherwell at home, and Aberdeen at home. St Johnston away is probably not the game you want uh, when you're down in your luck. You know what to expect uh, on Saturday afternoon. It'll be ten men behind the ball and just you know trying to break it down. I would stick with Tav. Um, he has got these 30 pointers in him. Um, so I would just be patient there. Uh, I mentioned when we talk about it that probably the only other form player at the moment is Ruth. But again, you're going to get so tied up with the amount of forwards we've got that it's a lottery. And again, that was one of the reasons that I did my wild card because you could pick any Ranger forward and I don't think you'd you know, have a consistent return. So maybe just avoid them for the moment. Uh, Ross County, Livingston home, Aberdeen away, Hearts at home. Again, fixtures, it's probably hard to pin fixtures on Ross County because they can have good results that you don't expect. But defence is your is your best bet there. St Johnston, I've got Rangers at home, Hibs away, Livy at home. Again, it's all tough games whenever you, you've got St Johnston playing. If you wanted to look at it, it would be the cheap defender, but um, there's enough other options. I would, I would just stay clear of them. And finally, St Mirren, I've got Motherwell away, Hearts away, Killy away. It's good fixtures. They just need the form. Uh, Kilty, as I mentioned, is on pens in the absence of O'Hara. Whether O'Hara's coming back, we'll just have to wait and see. I think if he does come back, I would be looking to get him into my team. Uh, but defensively, uh, as Peter mentioned earlier, the, the sort of paid a Price and the premiums for having a good season last year that um, it's too difficult to have a St Mirren defender in your team. Um, so that's just looking at the next three fixtures. As I say, that's what I look at when I'm um, building my transfers. You guys, is there anything that you've noticed in these next three games that you're looking at target, Peter? Hibs. Hibs, yeah. I, like, I, Hibs, just, I just think it's a perfect storm. We keep on mentioning Boyle. You mentioned the strikers, Tom. I think we'd be remiss not to... Talk Hibs up, talk about the strikers being the top two or three goal scorers, Boyle going to go nuts and then don't bring him in. Rangers early team news, so I think that helps this week. But if I've got Lammers and Cantwell playing, I think that's fine, I can go elsewhere. But I really don't want to miss out on Boyle. I'm thinking looking next week when he's playing, obviously, St Johnson at home, but we always keep on saying, oh, Boyle's kind of fixture-proof and what would be that it would go a week before that. So, but for thought, the rest of the teams you mentioned, Don, it's like the fixtures are kind of mixed bag. I would always back Celtic Rangers just to be kind of fixture-proof. I know you're going to have the outliers yeah. now when they drop points, but you're going to rile them more often than not. And I'd like to see how Hibs go. Team-dependent, that could be the point this week, the Hibs striker or Hibs midfielder, Boyle. Yeah. Tom, you... Always had reservations about Boyle, but do you think um, it's time to get him in your team? I'm not as fussed on Boyle, to be honest. <laughs> um, 
I'm I'm more looking at Doidge. I think for for me, yeah. Kilmarnock away, tricky fixture given their defensive form. But if they if they look good at that point, then I think getting Doidge in for St Johnston at home and Dundee at home could pay off. Um, How much did I mean, you say Doidge was? Can you remember? I think he's only four point eight. Mm, that's a good. Um, good thought, I guess. It, it, I don't think I've got any budget, so uh, this week. I probably have to have that in mind. Probably get rid of a badder since he's going to be injured, and probably have to go for someone a bit cheaper. So then I would have the money to upgrade either my third striker option, or it would be just be a case of if Lammers isn't doing anything, probably uh, it just goes from uh, Lammers to to Deutsch. That's yeah. probably the plan there. Yeah. You've also got Europe. Europe kicks off next week, so. Yeah, um, you're gonna to have to factor that in. Um, you know, we'll talk about that next week's pod. But that you know, certainly for Aberdeen, they're gonna struggle. Rangers have got uh, a tricky starter um, in their campaign. I don't know who settled. They've got first. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard. Well, gets the worst one out of the way, I guess. But uh, that's gonna have an impact as well. Um, and then also we've got a lot of Sunday fixtures uh, for these teams. So yeah, that's it. Just looking at the next few games and and. You know, looking at where to target or where to avoid. So, all in on Hebs, maybe move on Motherwell and just hope Rangers can get back to form from a fantasy point of view. <laughs> just fantasy point of view. Hold on. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Tommy's anti Australian agenda because Ange, Ange left. The reason why I bring Boyle in his team. <laughs> right, that is us. So, <laughs> we've got one question, I think, from Melvino. List once came to say, I've looked, Donnie, just the one. Yeah, yeah. Right, let me look and see. Right. This is Melvinho at nineteen sixty-eight. Melvinho only sixty-eight. So it's a two questions in the one. Is scales a rotation risk in the Celtic defence? So I'll come to you, Tom. I'm thinking in short term. Um yeah, he is a risk short term. I mean, in terms of like rotation if he is hinting at the fact that obviously Celtic have uh Europe midweek, is he gonna get rotated? No. I think he'll he'll start every game until Someone can come in and take his place, and he's back to the bench. Um, I reckon he'll be the one to go rather than Lager Bielka. Um, so you could go for him, but it would only maybe be for what do you reckon, a couple of game weeks before someone's back fit again. It'll depend on. I keep forgetting the site Nat Phillips last minute, so he's not coming up here to play second fiddle. If he's fit, I think he plays with Lager Bell. He's the one that's signed now. The only thing I would say is Rogers did tinker with a three-five-two when he was at Leicester, so there's no way if he might put the three to back. And Scales played left there back three for Aberdeen last year, quite mm-hmm. impressive, I think. So if he wants to go down that route, but again, that's him using all his fit centre backs, and he risks having an injury and none there. And obviously in the European team, there's no no Rocky, but there is Carter Vickers, so that would lead me to believe that Carter Vickers is probably closer to fitness than no Rocky that yeah. he's brought to the team so that's what he watched for I think he'll probably play this weekend I don't think he's going to risk a new partnership pairing with Dundee at home but on the side of that coin would you rather just get Phillips in up to speed and play one game he's going to play him against Fernand so mm-hmm. uh, pressers again the Rogers I think just to see if he gives anything away about that you any thoughts on the skills rotation Donny? No, I mean, you get team news game week six, game week seven, so you've only really got this Dundee game to navigate uh, in terms of punting on him. He would be the go-to. Obviously, it's the cheapest way in, and it would be easy to shift to any other defender outside of him. But, you know, I suppose Dundee, Dundee at home, is, you know, you've got a piece of that action, and that's probably the easiest way to get there. You could risk it. If it pays off, even for one game week, you'll at least have the team using the other two game weeks that you can come off them quite easily. But it's a good question, one that I would be keeping an eye on as well. So just look out for the press conferences, see if there's any indication. Um, I'd be probably the same. I'd think he might just play the same lineup just to get through this and see where they are uh, come fine art. Okay, and the second part of his question was, Rank these midfielders in order of fantasy preference. Armstrong, Spittle and O'Hara. Cheers, lads. So, come you first, Donny. They three. I know what order would you have on your team? Uh, well, I've got Armstrong. Um, and providing he's still on penalties, he's certainly there. 
Uh, I would have O'Hara if he was fit. I think he would be my number one. And although Spittle is a good fantasy asset, I think the guys that have got Miller um, as their cheap midfielder, they're not going to switch him out. Um, So I would say O'Hara and then Armstrong and then Spittle. And then you should also have Boyle in there as well. So don't overlook him. (laughs) Just like to know what the Clarkson's absence there. Obviously, last season he's done well. With the yeah, just failed to deliver. But so you know, the pen- penalties is the premium, um, and that's what would put those two ahead. Spittle uh, doesn't take penalties, and because you've got a cheaper player who is performing pretty decent, there's no reason to change it out. Um, so that's the reason behind that one. Tom, order of preference. Um, I'm I'm going Spittle number one, um, <laughs> just because those those bonus points. Um, also, with the lack of strikers, I think he seems to be um, playing more attacking as well. The only downside is Rangers and Celtic in the next three fixtures. So, depends on what sort of um, time frame we're talking about. Um, I'd probably go O'Hara after that, and then Armstrong third. Okay. Well, I agree with Donnie. I would go O'Hara, Armstrong, Spittle. And pretty much the exact same reasons. If they're all fit and ready, Ahara's been my team. Armstrong and penalties and the spittle situation is I've got Lennon Miller, I don't want to double up my midfield. Yeah. He's a cheap enabler, so I would happy to I wouldn't have two midfielders from other on my team anyway, so one in now. But I do agree, Tom has played further up further up top, but how long it lasts for if they get players back fit, I'm not too sure. Hey but it's all about opinions. Right, so we'll go to the fixtures and then we will discuss our Captain, vice captain, transfer plans going forward. I think we've pretty much all mentioned it as we go forward, right? So we've got one early game on Saturday, and that's St. Johnson Rangers. So that's more team as you will get. So pretty much for Rangers players, because I don't aim to love St. Johnson players. And then we have the rest are all three o'clock start the kickoff. So Ross County, Livingston, Motherwell, St. Martin, Kilmarnock, Kibbs, Hearts, Aberdeen, and Celtic, Dundee. So upon hearing that, Tom, what is your captain, vice captain, and transfer plans for the weekend? Uh, Captain Tav, Vice-Captain Kyogo, transfer plans, I have to find out what the situation is regarding Abada, um, it's either going to be Abada or Ndaba, um, I'll probably have to go, so keeping an eye on pressers there, getting rid of one of them, if I'm thinking about um, Deutsch as the third striker option, it'd probably have to be Abada for someone a bit cheaper. Um, just a case of who. Be interested to see what the O'Hara situation is. If he's back, um, if he's going to be back fit, if he's going to be back fit, then it'll probably be bringing in O'Hara. Yeah. Okay. Same question, you Donny. Uh, so off the back of a wild card, I shouldn't really need to make any transfers. Um, I've got quite a settled lineup there. Um, if I was going to target any area, I mean Watkins could become. Um, Deutsch and um, McGarry from Aberdeen could become any other defender uh, in the game. So I shouldn't have to make any changes unless Rangers throw up a few surprises. Uh, Fixture-wise, I think Hibs have got good fixtures. Obviously, Boyle is an option there. I think Tavernier gets this game weekend as captaincy, but it might not be as stick-on as we all think. But saying that, he had a 30-pointer just the other week, so that's a reminder, everyone. Vice Captain Kyogo is something I think you can just leave between now and the end of the season. Um, you're you're going to get your awards most weeks. So, Captain Tav, Vice Captain Kyogo, um, shouldn't really need to make any changes. Okay, so I'm similar. I'm Captain Tav, Vice Captain Kyogo. I think I'll be pretty similar unless something changes drastically form. And the transfer will be Rangers team news dependent. Uh, I noticed Catmull was in a boot. Williams. Yeah. So if Catmull's missing, I'm going straight to Boyle. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. If Catmull starts and Lammers missing, I'll be probably going to Dodge or Lafondre. So again, it's just team dependent. If both of them start, then it puts me in a quandary. What do I do? <laughs> then I'm like, all right, well, may I roll for next week and then maybe attack the Hibs fixture the week later. But I just wait to see team news first. Right, guys, that is us finished. So you can get your plugs in. Donnie, where can we find you? I am at FFS underscore Donny. Tom, where can you find you? I'm at FFS underscore Scout. And I'm at Fantasy Half. And as always, I will retweet the Kevin Van Veen Cup before the game week fixture start. And good luck all who's left. 
Tom, you're flying the flag. I think for every podcast left, everybody else is knocked out apart for you. Quite early <laughs> right. in the cup. Yeah, they're all knocked out. Right, guys. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you later. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.